What's up, everybody? Today's episode is an episode of what we call the Daily Dose. And if you're in the BC Club, you get this every other day of the week other than Wednesday when you guys get the Bad Christian Podcast. So if you feel like when you're refreshing your podcast app, you wish Bad Christian showed up more often, maybe like every day, all you got to do is join the BC Club. And the one you hear next is the one we did for today. And today's show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Christian. Today's show also brought to you by OpenFit. Get a special 30-day free trial membership by texting code BADCHRISTIAN to 303030. 30, 30. Just text BADCHRISTIAN to Pacific time today. It's 1037 Pacific time on mm. Thursday. This episode's probably out today, Friday, for everybody else. And uh, I'm just curious, we guys, we haven't had the opportunity yet uh, this week or last week or the episode we made publicly this week to talk about the passing of Rachel Held Evans. So that's just a huge deal. And I don't know what to say about it, but it just seems like, man, something to talk about, something profound. Yeah. It was well, shocking because she's younger than me. She's only thirty-seven years old. I mean, yeah. it, that just it just I, when the whole thing started going down, I was like, "Oh no, what is this?" Like, because she was having really bad complications. It sounded like from the antibiotics mm-hmm. or whatever. So much so that I think she was they had her in a induced coma, right? Yeah, and, and I then, don't even know yeah. that it's necessarily needed. That's what I'm kind of curious about. Is it even needed to to explain the story? Does everybody know? I mean, how some people might you not, know, but I think it's I mean, it comes yeah. from. A small kind of corner of the world, which is a very close to this corner, but it's a pretty broad thing. When you, th- I'm trying to get a grip on how big of a story it is, or if that's even okay to really think about. Because on one hand, we have this really small corner of the of the world here, where there's people like propaganda and the liturgist podcast and Jen Hatmaker and Rachel Held Evans. So it's like, right. you know, the, the, in the corner that we that we're close to, uh, where it's post-evangelical something or another of people trying to figure stuff out. I mean, it's something there's a, that's a pretty small faction of, of the world, but this seems like an important person um, that's done a lot of important things. And it's, you know, it's all the way to where Hillary Clinton was tweeting about her at, recently. Um, right. And, and seemed to understand, I mean, you know, I don't and she worked on some sort of following a... her blog or anything, but you know, at least Hillary was pretending to know that, what she did and what her work was. And this, I mean, it's a pretty mainstream story, I feel like. And she was on some sort of committee with the Obama campaign as mm-hmm. as well. I I mean, it's crazy. Like when, when she was alive, it's obvious of how important her voice was, is at the time. But now that she's passed, it's really been highlighted in my mind. I think she was one of the more important voices from her longevity standpoint, her, mm-hmm. Her honesty, her experience coming from that evangelical, and honestly, if you look, if you trace back her 
uh, you know, career, she was pretty damn brave too, as far as the things that she was speaking about that now it's easy to speak about, but back then it was not. Now I'll, I'll never forget hearing about her name for the first time was when someone was talking to me about a different perspective of hell. And they literally said, have you read Rachel Held Evans view on hell? And I said, no, they told me a little about it. And I looked it up. And, and from that point on, I was like, yeah, I want to listen to what this person has to say. Let me, let me read something that Jonathan Merritt, uh, tweeted. I just thought was, just a beautiful uh, tribute he's, to her. He's maybe like one of the the best people. Yeah, Jonathan too, right? Merritt. Like, like I mean, yeah, just I, I know I don't even know what you're going to say, and I know I might. It's going to get me. Yeah. right now it's just so. Yeah, it's going to be thoughtful. Yeah, he basically says um, Rachel Held Evans was a writer. Gosh, you shouldn't have said that because now I'm getting choked up. Was a writer who sat by the door. If you were exploring Christianity for the first time, her work greeted you and reminded you that not every Christian resembles the caricatures. If you were about to call faith quits, her work beckoned you to stay and reimagine it. I was like, holy wow. shit, how That's could really he good. just come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that I feel like is so, uh, I hope people understand it, and you clubbers, I, I think you're an example of this. I don't know if uh, Rachel Held Evans even uh, agreed with what we we are as Christians, or or I don't know what she actually thought of us. Like, she came on the podcast one time, was a super nice lady. Super intelligent, uh, great guest. We tried to get early that on. That was yeah. episode one hundred, and then some people have linked it somewhere. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah. I suppose we could tweet it out. I get kind of weird about the times when everybody posts their picture and memory. It's something yeah. about that freaks me Let's out. But something don't. about it's obviously good. But we're it's already talking about it. If, if you, us, if you, so. yeah, I wish you wouldn't even say it because I don't want to promote it or anything like that during her. You know, yep. after she just passed. But I think we tried to get her back on the. The show and Joey. I talked to her on the phone um, <laughs> the most recently about the conference last year, and she was yeah. pregnant then, and so now she's left. A, you know, like a less yeah. than I mean, a less than two year old, um, who she was pregnant with at the time about coming to the conference, and we were talking about both money and I don't think money was the hang up. It was just she was busy finishing a book yeah. and about to have a baby, or she was going to come to our first conference, um, and that's the last time I talked to her. So yeah, now she's another person with in my cell phone that is not here that I have their number, but I don't like to delete, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, Toby, I I actually remember reaching out to her after that first interview. And uh, it's, it's funny. She's so busy and young mother and all that stuff. It was definitely hard to figure out a second interview because, and we never were able to, but I'll, I'll read something that I text, uh, texted her last. It was, uh, hey, Rachel, this is Joey. Hope all is well. Enjoyed your blog post on Hillary, pro-life, et cetera. Would you be interested in coming back on the podcast to discuss politics a bit before November? So that was 2016. She said, hey there, I'm open to doing this again. And our mutual friends on Twitter seem to want it as well. And then so we just went back and forth a little bit logistically. Go back in time a little bit. And I sent one of my... Uh, stupid messages that are embarrassing <laughs> to look at now. <laughs> oh, gracious what goodness. Okay. I basically called her girl <laughs> like we were buds. <laughs> what did you say? You what said, hey, girl, or yo, girl? Or I, what? All right. So this was, this was after, this was probably like a year after we did our first interview. I reached back out to her. Do I have to read this? Yeah, yeah let's just do it. <laughs> what up, girl? <laughs> I can't believe what? you did that. <laughs> what? <laughs> J- 
Joey. That's the opening of your last DM. Listen, this is what gets me in trouble with with high school friends that I haven't seen no, in thirty with every years. Person. I know I'm the same way with every person, and now I, I, in my older up, age, girl? I get it. I get it. It, but that's the worst part. I just said, well, no, it's not. Oh no! It just says, "What up, girl? You got an abortion discussion in you." <laughs> Oh my gosh! Good Lord, That's, what could what could she have responded to? What year was this? That? Was this nineteen like eighty four or like what, <laughs> you mean the, the election she of uh, in eighty eight? Right? When, when was this? It's two thousand. It's two thousand fifteen. So okay, I was I was even way more of a novice. All right, now I know how to talk to people. I she guess did, did she Maybe respond? Not. No, she didn't respond until <laughs> until my uh, yeah. message a year later when I asked her about this most recent time, and yeah. and honestly, it did it did uh, it, the conversation went so far as to yes, we are arranging it, and then I think just busy yeah. busyness got a hold. But it would I, but I she personally didn't confront think, your message at all directly, no, being no, offensive or, ir- no. or stupid. Well, or and and I and I I actually <laughs> nice did, Toby. I apologize, but someone tweeted our episode. Um, on Twitter, and I retweeted it basically That's with fine. the comment of, haven't heard this in, in a while, but I can assume that Rachel needed a lot of patience and understanding and as- accessed it. I would imagine that if we were to have been able to have her back on the podcast, it would have been very similar to the two yeah. Pete Holmes interviews, because I have not gone back and listened to our interview with her, but I would I I can rightly assume that we were at completely different places, and I'm sure we said stuff that she was extremely courteous and loving. And, oh yes, yeah, uh, that's what admonishing yeah. about. But that's I don't what I'm saying. She sounds stupid. She sounds yeah. great. I'm sure. I didn't want to go back. Oh, to there's, either, there's all these sure intellects. That's the like that's what I'm saying. Like there's a, like the Rachel Hill Evans of the world uh, sat down with us and and probably even disagreed with a lot of what we said, but was was did did show Jesus's love. Right. Did cared was a voice when it was challenging. It was brave when you needed to be brave. Like that's what I'm saying. Women have not had that voice, and now I just see it. Like I, this. Uh, gosh, it almost sounds too emotional. I don't know if like this, this. Her death might actually really spark something even more. She was already on to something unbelievable, and right. I, this is something that might be super powerful for uh, lots of folks. Like more more powerful than I, I maybe have even realized up until this point that they're going to say, "Wait a minute." She was doing stuff before anybody else was and yeah. pushing the boundaries and taking mm-hmm. chances and giving women a voice that they have not had, especially in the church at all. Absolutely. And you're just seeing a more and more super intelligent, well thought out uh, ladies just speaking life into Christianity. I, 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 mean, I sound like goofball talking like this, but I really I really do believe that I haven't I haven't felt this way in such a long time. Uh, and I think it's just it's going to be so empowering uh for women and for Christianity. I mean, I'm just really excited to see what happens, but it sucks is to be such a tragedy. Like this is, yeah, this is such a tragedy. Folks, I don't know if you know this or not, but hiring, like hiring new people to work at your job used to be a very hard thing to do, but it's getting easier and easier. You've heard me talk about zip recruiter before they've changed the way hiring is, is done. I mean, used to be multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today 
hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it done, and that's, of course, ZipRecruiter.com slash BadChristian. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't just stop there. They use their powerful matching technology, and they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and they invite those people to apply to your job. So think about it like this. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter is analyzing each one and spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Now, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five, that's 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate in just one day. Like, that's, that'd be like, you put it up today, you get it tomorrow, moving on with your life. It would be quite nice if it works that way. And guess what? It does work that way with ZipRecruiter. So right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash badchristian. That's ziprecruiter.com slash B-A-D-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. ziprecruiter.com slash badchristian. One more time, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That's something that I think the human thing is really cool. Like the human impulse is to not waste a death or something. And people seem to know how to like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's cool. Like it's like we're going to make more, you know, this is such a shame. and It's so obviously a loss that we're going to make the best of it by trying to really understand even better what she was doing or trying to say or take it and have inspire other people. Like that's a really cool, you know, upside to stuff like this. I think you're right. One of the things that it does immediately is expose douchebags like uh, that want to, that don't want to. You know what I mean? Like the pulpit and pen pen. wrote that article about her immediately that was just horrific. I don't know if anybody wants to share that or summarize it. And then Jonathan Merritt was calling out Christianity Today for having the the article that seemed kind of bullshit, um, that that seems like self-justification. And like you could just see that kind of dude-style communication looking stupider and stupider, even the way they're reacting to this. And it's like, man, that's such a good feeling. It's the same people that really were saying we need to rein in the bloggers like Jen Hatmaker. It just so happened that they were women. But we need to rein in those bloggers out there that are speaking freely and spreading shit outside of the Gospel Coalition and stuff like that. I mean, it's so refreshing to have stuff like that get exposed. Yeah, Toby, I love love the point that you made, just how many people have, have come on this podcast that we were affected positively from and learned a great deal from. And, you know, it's just so easy to overlook. Like, but we, we actually learned from our conversation with her and other people. And, uh, at Darren Patrick, uh, twittered, uh, got into few Twitter scuffles with Rachel held Evans back when I was a cage fighting Calvinist, Always respected her intellect, wit, and passion, grieving and praying for her family. Uh, Jonathan Merritt actually um, tweeted that she is, y'all know she has a final book coming out. It's going to be called Wholehearted Faith is currently scheduled to release from Harper One in October 2020. So that's something for people to mark down to get. But that's, Mm -hmm. that's really, really cool to think that she's passed on and everybody gets one more message from her that's gonna be a crazy read (laughs) i think well i think one of the things too is you don't realize you just never do realize what you have until it's gone yeah like i i don't i didn't even think about it that way i just you know like i mean i'm gonna be perfectly honest i thought rachel a little bit held evans is cool i like what she's doing that's about as far as it went i didn't you know i didn't i didn't uh follow much whatever now this death which is horrific and tragic has woken me up and going wait a minute when i see all the different tweets from people all the different comments the effect that she actually had i'm like holy shit i didn't realize i didn't realize whoa now <laughs> yeah. this is it's more it's more serious and more influential 
than than I've ever could have imagined. And that is what's really uh, exciting to me: the influence that these people uh, like Rachel Held Evans are going to have. Like, right. I mean, th- like they are they're serious influencers, and I didn't even realize it. I wouldn't even use that word. And now I'm like, oh wait a minute, they're influencing real change that is has been needed forever. And and here we go. And so, yeah, she's going to have a big impact in the future and it, it's just going to empower more people. And it's just, you know, it's think about this one too. So it exposes some douchebags right away. It's like, that's right. easy. Right. Also, if it's hitting mainstream at all, like sl- the big articles are like Slate and Hillary Clinton tweeting about it and stuff like that. You know what that means? It, it, it's really a passive almost endorsement. It's like, it's like, a huge victory for Christianity that some yeah. the, some mainstream essentially anti-Christian institutions basically as most people see them um are endorsing some form of valid Christianity like no they're not all assholes that's i mean right. that's not a bad thing like I, right. I know that slate magazine and the and far left wing people probably have a disdain for Christians and we all know that's largely for good reason like we're right. always saying, well, we're not all that, that crappy, but they only carry, cover stories about dumb right-wing Christians or whatever. Well, here they are. They're right. saying, look, there's some Christians right. that are doing really good in the world. But Christians aren't – that's the message I hear from the people that are supposed, supposedly against Christianity is, hey, look, here was a good one. Here's a positive example of somebody that was living good. Christians aren't all as bad as you think. That's hitting the mainstream yeah. now. What a Matt, good message that is. Right. For sure. Matt, I don't know who it was that the article that you referred to that was was – really pathetic the timing of it and everything but it pisses me off that anybody has written anything other than a tribute at this point like who the hell cares what anybody thinks as far as their criticism towards Rachel Held Evans theology right now like who 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 should ever care enough to actually put your name out there and say hey I'm going to critique who she was as a person as a theolo- theologian and influence in the church it's like why do we care to even hear that? Like, uh, seriously, like the thought of what you just said, the thought of that just pisses me off. Like, why write anything other than a tribute? Like, it's not the time for critical assessment on someone yeah. right after well, they some die. Some of it's more subtle because it's like, it doesn't, they don't even mean it that way. They think they're writing a tribute, but it really kind of exposes more of their self-justification. Oh, they can't man. help but put in there and stuff like that. But it's, it's weird. I mean, we're in a cool place where people can kind of see that that stuff a little bit. But I mean, and you know, it's just going to be a you know, you can flag this as an important moment. I would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she I uh, so. one of her one of her one of people's favorite quotes that I've seen circulating says, "I thought God wanted to use me to show gay people how to be straight. Instead, God used gay people to show me how to be Christian." Thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. She said that. Yeah. You yep. know what? I want to share another thought about that too. Then, because when y'all were talking about that, I'm going to yep. try and tie three little things together here, and maybe we can move on. But. That's the word. The grace is the word. Like if you're thinking about, she was on our show with us and probably thinks of us as you know relatively sexist people more than we should be. That's probably her opinion of us when she's interacted with us. But she was very graceful in yeah. in, in in that, like to allow us to be there and and interact with us and probably right. knowing that we'd probably get it more later, but don't get it much now. And that's probably still true. I, I totally get that. That's how the process works, by the way. And that's why grace is an important quality, you know? Right. And so I was at, um, I was outside of Little Caesars the other day. Oh. Yeah. I hope, I hope <laughs> you got Toby's attention. Okay, Please so let it just Toby's be about attention. pizza. And outside of Little Caesars. Hey, Matt, actually, Toby needs this right now. He needs yeah. to move on to something a little more lighthearted. You nailed it. Little Caesars? <laughs> So I was outside of Little Caesars the other day, and there was a this. I mean, I, I'm going to use douchebag because it's that's just appropriate, as I was talking about before. But it was obviously a Christian 
goofball asshole, really, who was talking to this homeless person sitting mm-hmm. outside of Little Caesars. And he yeah. was just saying the dumbest stuff and like really prying in this guy's life from that that point of view of like, well, I'm a Christian and I'm here because I'm supposed to care about you. Yeah. He's like asking about his dad and maybe did he have anybody? Like it was this very fake, I care about you thing. Like, and then he wanted to maybe give a little bit of Bible to him or something, like tell him something <laughs> positive, but act like he cared about him or was going to do something for him. And it was just so patronizing. Like it was so painful to hear. And the homeless guy is sitting there and he's just kind of, lo- he's just kind of looking off. Like, he's not really connecting with this guy at all. It's so obvious that the homeless guy is not connecting with this douchebag. And it's like, if you look at the situation, you just identify with the homeless guy. It's like, me and him can look at each other and go, yeah, what a goofball this guy. Like, the homeless guy was being graceful, unbelievable to the idiot. It was so clear that the homeless guy was being nice (laughs) to help him feel good about himself and not say, look, man, this isn't... You know, it was so obvious. He was like looking off with his dumb look and he would go back and try to feign interest to the guy trying to kind of preach to him and tell him maybe you should rekindle your relationship with your dad. I don't really know. But he wasn't giving him any money. It wasn't anything. And and I was just thinking, man, this homeless guy is exhibiting what grace is. He's just being graceful. This idiot is what it felt like. And then I was thinking about how we talk about, um, you know, we've always talked about extending grace in the church, basically. And we think that Christians think they're the most graceful people in the world because grace is a big part of their book. And so then they say how they're graceful. Like we let gay people come here, for instance. Like, but right. that's grace is we allow gay people who we eventually hope to change to be here. That's right. grace. That's what we're thinking, right? So yeah. now think about all of the times where Christians who had that mentality have been hanging out with actual gay people. Okay, so let's just say it's a neighbor or somebody that's come into their church. Now, the Christians are all thinking, see, this is how we're grace-filled because we allow ourselves to be around these people before we change them. Now, think about it just for a second. (laughs) Where's the grace there? These gay people have known the whole time they were sitting down with you so you could pat yourself on the back. They know that you thought that they are bad and wrong. And that they were getting some feeling validated and good about just simply spending time with your evil, sinful, gay ass. That's what they, they knew that the whole time that the Christians had the attitude about them. And they gracefully sat in your community groups and your houses and your church, knowing that you were an asshole. Right. And they were graceful. They were completely graceful. Yes. They know what you really think. Right. Gay people know what Christians think about them. Oh, totally. And they are graceful, unbelievable. They'll just sit there and be nice to you. And then one right. day you realize, oh, I was the asshole. Right. Yeah. And that's the way this the Rachel Held Evans thing feels to me. It's like, oh, I yeah. was the asshole. I thought I was the grace yeah. one. This person yeah. was just being not so nice to me. I can't even believe it when I was, from their point of view, probably opposing their existence. Oh, dude. And I they were graceful that. to me. Yeah. Not me. I wasn't graceful. As I've said a million times before, I am 43 years old and I feel not in shape at all. I don't feel very healthy. I feel sluggish and just uh, fat, I guess is, is what I would tell you. So, uh, that's why I'm kind of excited. We started working with open fit and it, here's why I like it. It's just really easy. Open fit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Now, is it going to be comfortable? I mean, your living room's comfortable, but this workout, even in 10 minutes, it gets your heart pumping. 
You, it's a sweat session, seriously, and you will enjoy it, and you will feel better. I know that I am. I feel better when I am exercising, I'm using open fit, going for walks, going for runs. Uh, it, it just makes you feel better. So why should you try it? Uh, they have amazing trainers and classes. It's super simple, like I said. Forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit. Uh, just press play and work out on your sec- uh, on your own schedule. Like uh, one of the celebrity trainers, Devin Wiggins, has 600 seconds with Dev- David Wiggins, and uh, it packs in the fat-burning, muscle-building, and body-sculpting benefits of a much longer session into a fraction of that time. And that's what I think is cool about this. It's really efficient. I want to start with something simple and progress, 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 and just see the improvements in my body. And that's one of the things about OpenFit. You will see the results. So here's what I want you guys to do. Right now, during OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, uh, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Bad Christian. Uh, to thirty thirty thirty. That's three zero three zero three zero. Text bad Christian thirty thirty thirty. Uh, you will get access to Open Fit, all the workouts and nutrition information information totally free. Again, just text bad Christian to thirty thirty thirty. That's three zero three zero three zero. Text bad Christian to thirty thirty thirty. Let's get fit, folks. I mean, I, I remember when we did that interview with Rachel Evans, we were we were all in a hotel together, and I remember thinking through, man, we got to ask the really tough questions from a perspective of we got you know let's 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 be grace filled, but let's also talk this stuff openly because there's some things she believes that we're not with her. I mean, that was kind of the mentality, yeah. At least yeah. I had in my head of we got to yeah. talk about this tough stuff sort of thing. Matt, real quick, why is douchebag acceptable terminology? I'm well, douchebag that- is just the best. I mean, it's, it's such a wonderful word but, if you think about it. But doesn't <laughs> that come? <laughs> Give me a second. I'll tell you why. It is good. Okay, I love it, but is I don't understand great. why it's okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's okay. Uh, why there don't Riva? So- why don't Riva tell us why? douchebag is okay to say uh, well she can if she knows the explanation but i'm telling you i know the reason i know what's cool about it i want to hear it okay review you can back me up but um if i'm right or wrong <laughs> here let me know but I'm, because I, yeah, I'm looking usually for people to back me up would be a nice thing when i why not toby like why not ask toby to back I don't you up know. On this you were one. the one talking about reva <laughs> i want to hear it and i want to okay. hear reva back you up Douchebag. Okay, so there's so many words that get just absolutely trashed by culture and society. It's one of my least favorite possible things. You take words that have strong meanings and then undermine them and use them poorly. I mean, it's always. I mean, it's so obvious that we fuck words up, unbelievable, and then the words have no real meaning anymore. Like we do that all the time. And you take words that have good connotations and then eventually have bad connotations because the way they get used. Isn't that so frustrating? Okay. Douchebag is redemption. Okay. Douche (laughs) itself, this is why it's so cool, is because douche, the product, was a bad thing, which I love because it's in line with all the other hygiene things that you never, ever, ever should have been touching or dealing with or exist ever in the first place. It was even harmful, right? Of course. It's a terrible idea, product marketed to people. Do y'all remember the commercials, Mom? it was something that stigmatized, unbelievable because of what it was. Right. And right. I mean, what a disaster of a word and product that is. You know, hey, like, I just real I just realized a lot of our listeners do not have any idea what we're even talking about. Explain mm-hmm. what that was. There used to be commercials where a mom would, or a daughter would real yeah. kind of cautiously, nervously say, "Mom, can I ask you a question?" Sure, hun. 
Do you douche? That was a commercial. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's a thing to clean out a vagina or balance the pH, and it has chemicals. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But, it, you know, and it's, it's this taboo. It's anti, it's a purity culture, probably almost thing. It's, it's totally horrible, of course. It should never exist. Or that, and that whole mentality and the way it was at. Anyway, negative thing now turned into a positive that doesn't hurt anybody. Now, the word isn't as bad. Like, that word would have been, if you'd have called somebody that in 1986, it would have been like, Ugh! You've said the grossest, worst thing, and it was just—it was just so bad. And yeah. now we've kind of turned it into a usable thing that almost anybody can use. Right. And it, we're making fun of a bad product. It's like power. It. You know, you get to call, t- take that connotation, and everybody gets to say it. And it doesn't really poke at any particular group or people. It's just you can call somebody a douchebag because douche was a failed bad product. And so that word is re- a gross word that people don't, wouldn't have liked to say. Now has kind of been redeemed. So it's a word moving in a positive direction with a good message. And so just a terrific, relatively neutral, uh, uh, pardon the pH pun, uh, you know, insult. It's great to have it. We yeah, you're right. I, did, I didn't, didn't bother I didn't realize it was that bad. Just on Wikipedia, douching, uh, additionally, douching is, a, <laughs> douching is a funny word too. <laughs> Douche history is more douching important than you would think. It's <laughs> associated with a number of health problems like cervical cancer, pelvic inflammatory disease, endometriitis, and increased... Uh, risk of sexually transmitted infections because it shoots up like water or whatever up inside the vagina. Yeah, and so people and vinegar, sometimes people else. thought that they yeah and and other chemicals, but and chemicals uh, right they. They thought that you could shoot it up there and get rid of the semen is, is like a right. birth control thing. Uh, yeah, and, it's cl- and, it's and that actually ended up causing you to get more that, sexually that transmitted you're diseases. To be so taboo. Like we got to clean that nasty thing. Like that's the that's what we're so thinking. Stupid. Give me a break. Hey, I apologize. I just realized we went from. Uh, respecting and honoring Rachel Held Evans to talking about this, and I have to take full responsibility of it. So I apologize. Well, I'm not don't apologize. It's weird. For like it. you, it's a, you I got a positive yeah, don't pro apologize, but you actually that that acted a like a douchebag. Just we put on people because of purity. <laughs> you actually lived it. So that's what makes it really uncomfortable. You lived being a douchebag just now. I think I, I was. Prob- hey, can I say I, something? I think that's I was- not a douchebag though. You know, it's not. You know where no douches are allowed. I Emory think Land. I know, but Emory Land. Ah, I got to hear <laughs> nice. it. I live in Emory Land now, which is has <laughs> more people than I can keep up with. <laughs> I, 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 I helped create a land where now it's overflowing and the population is unbelievable already. I mean, it's crazy. Matt, for those of the those that don't, you already explained douching. Can you explain mm-hmm. what Emory Land is? <laughs> oh, that'd be much it's just easier. A, it's a, just a yeah. fun way. It's not bad for you, is it? Douching not bad yet. for you. Is Emory not Land yet. bad we'll for see. you? We'll see. I mean, things could change over time, but so far, Emory Land is a positive You want to know how many people are currently in there? Yeah, I do want to know. 545. Wow. 545. That's great. I'd like to get to 1,000. Um, I'd like to get to a I million. I believe we'll do that probably. Um, pretty short, but let me give everybody a quick explanation of what it is, and I'll let some people hear new music, if you like, here while we're at Ooh. it. Um, but uh, yeah, Emeryland is now the fan community and the hub and the virtual land, which eventually will lose that virtual distinction, I assure you. Yes, uh, it's where will. Emory hangs out. It's where Emory lives. It's where Emory's fans hang out. And we're going to get to know each other. It's similar in some ways to the BC Club. And I'll talk about the intermingling of those two in a second. But basically, the premise is we're going less and less on the main algorithmic giant world of social media where everything's just big announcements and rock stars and all that stuff. And we're going to go hang out in our corner of the internet and just be real and do what we do. So we're showing how we write the songs. We're writing in front of people, tracking the drums in front of people, showing how we edit. We made a new EP we've been working on for the last few months and on Twitch. 
and we got the mixes back and immediately released them on when it got mastered, you know, two hours later and had a listening party. It was huge last week. It was great. And now all yeah. the people in Emeryland have that EP. And Reva, can we even listen to one of the songs here? Would that be acceptable? Yeah. What one you all listen to? <sighs> Do y'all want to listen to a whole song or just part of one? Hey, just part of one. Leave a little bit of, you know, let's okay. get a why don't you just play the news and um, why don't you cut it like two minutes and something in? So if you want to skip the song, go ahead. But what play about two, two and a half minutes of that song? I lost my virginity when I knew there was nothing to lose. Good stuff. That song is called The Noose, not The News, because I'm known for the damn news. But this is known for The, the news. Noose, like The Noose tightening around your neck. It's about Christianity trying to murder you. <laughs> so you might want to get this album. Well, this, so there's four songs. That's part of one of them. And everybody in Emeryland has them already because the, literally the files are in Emeryland, which is a Discord server where we are currently and those files are in there so once you're in there you just download them so this is basically our crowdfunding our way of keeping our band um around and keeping ourselves in control of everything i mean that's just kind of what we do we try to be real and we try to cut out uh pretense and uh formality and middlemen and all that stuff and just try to see how raw and real and experimental we can get and that's that's what's been going good sometimes there's a few hiccups here there um, and of course, when we have two communities going that were, they're both really important to us, Emeryland and BC Club, there's some things to work out. So let me address really quick. If you are in the BC Club, we appreciate it so 
much. And of course, we know the BC Club Martin is full Yoder. of Emory fans because that's where it came from in the first place. Yep. Um, and then some not. But uh, if you are in the Bad Christian Club, you can join the Discord group and, and come visit Emoryland all you like. Uh, we do have it gated off so that you don't get the music for free. But the reason why is because doesn't quite make sense to give all of that music away when many of the, the people in the BC Club also usually like to participate in our crowdfund or buy vinyl or something like that. So you, you're welcome to join, just come over and hang out in the community. But I would love it if you would pay $3 a month or buy thirty, spend $30 one time. Any purchase you make at all qualifies you to get the music, which you the BC Club will get the music anyway when it's all released at the end of the year. So we have a new Emory album coming that your BC Club perks will entitle you to. But to get it as we create it month to month, Right. Quarter to quarter, EP to EP, I would hope that you would just participate in some way with a with Emory in, commercially. Now, if that is not possible for you, you can't afford to buy one vinyl, and you really think it should work out the other way, and you don't think that's fair. Send me a PM on Facebook, and I will send you the EP. Doesn't matter. Of course, I will. But I'm not. But I'm not making it wide open for everybody so as to discourage participation with yeah. Emory Land. Now, if you if it's any problem at all, and you feel entitled to it, please send me a PM. No bad feelings. I'll send you. I'll send it to you right away. But technically, the BC Club comes in, and then they can join the community more. Yeah. From there, and I hope that seems fair to everybody. But it's the only way I can make sense out of it. And and yeah, I'll do the same thing. P- PM me as well, or DM me, and I will send you the EP as well. But I will try to shame you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do it a little bit worse. I do yeah. the douchebag thing. Like I'll send it to you for free. You're gonna get it, but I'm just gonna talk some mad shit on you. You'll yeah. never listen to it without thinking about Toby's yeah. words. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my goal will be to hurt your feelings. But I will. I'm definitely giving you the the thing. I'll give you the EP. Yeah. No matter. The everybody point be where happy. I'll no give you what. Yeah, that main, person will never be able to enjoy the album without actually handing money over eventually. <laughs> right. That's my goal. Like, I just can't enjoy this album. Not after Toby said what he said. <laughs> the main thing for the BC Clubbers to know is that whatever they think they get, they do get. That's so right. So you're not not getting something that you should have gotten anyways. You'll still get everything that you would normally get as part of the BC Club. And, and if there's something else you simply want, you just let me know, and I'll get you it. I mean, I don't anticipate anybody saying I demand a free vinyl, but if you do, I'll probably figure out a way to get it for you. Don't do that though. Just let's try to all participate together and do what we can. I mean, the truth is, we have ads on the podcast, which is tremendous, but not necessarily permanent. Um, and we don't have any other way to make money. We don't. I mean, what do we don't make any streaming? We don't sell anything else other than music, and this is how we sell it. And I mean, the, the BC Club and Emoryland, that's the, that, I, li, I was almost literally the only ways we have to make music. So thank you for riding with us through the hiccups as we figure it out. But 100% want to make everybody happy. I hope everybody likes this new music. It's been great. So we'll see you at the BC Club and Emoryland. That's thebcclub.com and emorymusic.com. Hey, do you guys oh. like that album, More Than Weeks In? What's your favorite yep. Emory album that you've made so far? Tell me, what's your favorite song you've ever ever written? The Noose. Matt, do you have like a favorite lead that you remember? The, the Noose. Who's your favorite, favorite Emory drummer? Dave or Seth? Do you like Devin's my, voice or Toby's voice? I know my least favorite Emory bass player was. <laughs> <laughs> I am very confident in that one. <laughs>